0: The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Autoria, Source Elements, and RSPE Audio Solutions.
1: Welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. I'm Julian Rogers, and in this week's edition, I'm joined by Russ Hughes and James Ivey. We're talking about new releases, things that were brought out in May 2022. There was quite a few of them, so we won't hang around. We'll just dive straight in. Uh, I think the big one, actually, uh, the one that springs to mind for me, is uh, TuneTrack Easy Drummer 3, which um, uh, I, I think, oh, James, you must have heard of that, at least, you know those drum things.
2: so uh, <laughs> Those drum <drum-isty> things, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: So uh, anyway, um, let's, let's just
2: start there. Have you, have you checked it out? What do you think? I have to admit, I haven't. Uh, as in, I haven't used it yet, because I haven't had the need to, being a drummer and all that, but... To be fair, if they've built on version two at the same rate they built on version one to get to version two, version two to version three, that makes sense, right? Um, it's going to be stunning because, A, those guys don't rush a release. They do it properly. And, you know, I already think there's some of the best, if not the best samples going. It's certainly the most easy platform to use. Um it, it's awesome. It just is. I know. I know a couple of the guys who are involved in the development of some of the MIDI files and the MIDI programming. Yeah, they don't mess around. They get good people in to do to do stuff that makes it sound like a real drummer's done it. Because guess what? Real drummers have been involved. It always helps. That is the idea. After all, I suppose it's
1: sounding pretty positive. I mean, I'm. I'm I suspect this one's going to be waved through. Uh, but uh, um, Russ, I mean, we've, we've we've spoken about this a couple of times. But uh, easy drummer.
3: Yeah, it does what it says on the tin, but just it does it better than it did in two and one. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny because 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 James just mentioned the MIDI programming. But what's so wonderful about it is it doesn't feel like MIDI programming. We've run this article today about using the Atari Five Twenty ST, and the wonderful thing about that was it was just so rock solid, absolutely in the pocket the Atari was, and actually it was like a like a machine. And uh, strange enough, I was listening to a track on the radio this morning, Wax. Building a bridge to your heart. Do you remember oh, that? track? Oh, what a Listen great track! Listen to the, the programming on that. Is it must have been done on either like a hardware sequencer or an Atari because it's absolutely that. And the thing about th- th- what I'm bringing this in now because think about Easy Drummer Two is it doesn't sound like a computer at all. It no. sounds like a real person playing. And this this bandmate function is just utterly genius. That you just drag something in, you say, okay, here's the bass part, then it. It gives you gives you options of a, a drum part that plays in the pocket with a bass part or plays in the pocket with a piano part or an acoustic guitar or, as Luke proved recently, he, he threw a whole mix at it and he still figured out a drum part from a whole mix. So if you're a songwriter working at home, then, then yeah, what's not to like?
1: Mm. So, I mean, is it fair to say that, uh, I mean, there are alternative products out there that do it, but Easy Drummer's the, the, the one that, that the others are judged by? basically hey we brought out an easy to use drum vi is it as good as easy drummer <laughs> is what i'd be asking i
2: think, think that would be a fairly safe thing to say i mean the tune track guys have been doing it for a very long time um superior superior is you know by default superior it sounds amazing it's it's incredible what they're doing um it, you know, Easy Drummer Three, Easy Drummer Two was amazing. Three is going to be equally amazing, just with with more, more, more and betterer. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: and again, it's this thing is that the the, the, the promise of modern home studio gear or or, or studio technology was that it was going to make, make creating things easier. And often you kind of go down rabbit holes of tuning the snare drum or this stuff like that. But with easy Drummer, you just turn it on, find a riff and think, Oh, that's cool. We'll get rocking job done. Mm. Do you know I, what know, I mean? And that, that's what you want. I get
2: a lot of clients send me stuff for real to have real drums played over. And they'll say, and I'll say things like, you know, send me what you've been working to. And all too often, it's one of the kind of the easy drummer type things. Normally easy drummer too. Um, And it sounds really good, and it's a great place for a real drummer to start. Now, of course, I'm going to endorse the fact of a real drummer is going to wipe the floor with any kind of mechanical or AI-based drumming technology. Of course I am. But it is really useful to get an idea of what the songwriter, composer, producer has been working with before you start going at it with a real real multi-track drum part.
3: The thing is, you're home, you're in a situation where you have a kit, it's it's set up, it's tuned, you have the mics, you have the board, you have everything. Yeah. Uh, so, to, to be honest, yeah, I, I, f, but most people haven't. No, of course, of course. So, yeah, I, I, the amount of times I've tried to record a drum kit and it just sounds like shite, <clears throat> uh, and I know what I'm doing. So, it, it takes a real skill to really get a kit to sound like it does on, on Easy Drummer. So, uh, Yeah. They did have. Uh, uh, we could they just say nice it, things all that. day, Julian. For our, we could. An hour we could. could. I mean,
1: I think uh, there's going to be no prizes for guessing. Guessing this one, really, isn't it? So, uh, uh, James, is it a hit or is it a miss? I think it's a pudum tish hit, isn't it, just? And Russ, don't really need to ask, but just for the formality.
3: (laughs) It's a double bass drum hit. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right in there as well. Yeah, totally, all the way. Um, Let's move it on then, okay. Something that's uh, less of a given, maybe. Um, uh, The Arturia V collection was updated. So, monster collection of virtual synthesizers. Um, uh, Russ, you're a synth guy.
3: Yeah, what's interesting with this is they're kind of doing a for those of, for those who don't know the, the the backstory to Arturia was they in the early days were the kings of virtual instrument uh, versions of things like the Jupiter Eight and things like that. I remember when they first came out, it was just gorgeous and stunning, and they've and they've maintained that. But what they're doing now is they've realised that for some things uh, you want something different. So in this collection you've got augmented strings and augmented voices, which are kind of st- sampled strings and synthesis with lots of sort of morphing going on and stuff like that to give you. So it's not just kind of like the meat and potatoes of a synth. Uh, there's also the SQ80 from, uh, Ensonic, which was a highly underrated, but one of the best synths of the eighties, I think, uh, it came after the Mirage and it was a, 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 a I think they call it crosswave synthesis at the time. Uh, And and it was, but it was just really crunchy. It's, it almost sounded like a, almost like a synth for a distortion pedal at times. It was just so crunchy, but that's what made it have so much character. And this was around the time of the D50 and the DX7s and all that. So, uh, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. They just keep, they just keep making it better, don't they? V Collection 9. Uh, And uh, they've, they've they've done things like updated CS80. Who owns one of those? No one. (laughs) About 10 people, including ABBA. Uh, the Prophet Five and stuff like that. So yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's a good collection, and uh, I still think pretty they're pretty much the kings of of this. I do so of awesome. doing this.
2: James thoughts. See. As, a, as not necessarily a synth person, I mean, God, don't ask me to get patch cables and start messing around with SNS synths. Who, who just... rings
3: Russ when he needs to know what the sound is on the something?
2: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not a synth person, and yet the, um, the V Collection is my go-to for keyboard yeah. parts. Yeah. Because, so the sort of recording I tend to do and the sort of band work I tend to do is I'm not, trying if i want strings i'll book a string section if i want synths i'll go for v collection because it's as close to the real thing as, as a, you know trying to find some of these seriously rare vintage keyboards synths is impossible so if, V Collection is is where I go. I, I'm not one of these people who goes for these kind of amazing hybrid synths and, you know, kind of, oh, it's half this, half that, half something else, all morphed together with a digital engine over the top. Nah, I want to go in and get to the real thing, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of synthesis, and that's what most of this lot is.
1: I think you're right. It's um, There's a thing here with... Um... Uh, synthesizers are, I mean, they are synthetic. They're kind of, in a way, sort of arbitrary. So because of that, they, in theory, can sound like anything. Loads of them don't. Uh, but the ones that seem to get the attention the ones that have that kind of like oh I want to go on that are the ones that have a distinctive personality and that's what's nice And they, while they do other stuff in this collection it's those ones I always gravitate towards I mean I'm seeing like they're doing an MS-20 MS-20 seem to be having a bit of a revival I mean they mm. haven't been unpopular for a long time but, but that's got a reputation and we know what that kind of is it's a bit messed up and it's a bit nasty filter that kind of makes things a bit gnarly and yeah I want to play with that I don't want to play with something that kind of clean and can do anything what do you want is i don't know just be something at me and i'll respond to it so yeah
2: i want i want from from my virtual instruments i want the same as i'd get from Real guitars, real drums, real bass. I want that kind of organicness, and if you can get that from a virtual instrument, better still. And mm. I actually think you can from the V Collection stuff. It Sounds amazing. Okay, nice. Um, uh, so, unless anyone's got anything else, we should go to uh,
1: pronouncement time. So, uh, okay, go on there, James. Hit on this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hit every time. <laughs> Excellent. All right, and, and Russ.
3: Yeah, with a slow envelope, I'm going to go hit. <laughs> <That'd
1: be laughs> hit. Okay, um, great stuff, great stuff. I mean, I've, I've got to put my hands up. I've never used the V collection, so you know, I should do something about that. I really should because I, I love. So C- are you a hiss
3: or a, uh, I'm, a mix? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm an abstain, but I like I like the things they choose to do. How well they do them, I'd need to have a go really. But uh, then again, on on quite a few of these things, I, it could be like the real thing. I've never had a go on a real CS80, like
0: most people. Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects, called the AudioFuse Creative Suite, is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit achoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use.
1: Let's move it on anyway. So, um, positive reception for that one. Uh, 500 series stuff. That's something I haven't really thought about for a while. It hasn't gone away, but um, uh, it's kind of dropped off my uh, consciousness a little bit. But uh, SPL have brought out the uh, Stereo Image Big, which, um, well, I mean, we can probably guess what that does. It's a double width 500 series module with a huge great knob on it and a couple of others. And it makes things sound biggerer so uh, james 500 series you you've you certainly
2: used to have some of that stuff are you still rocking the 500 um i haven't been for about a year since we moved house because i i haven't yet been
3: able to it's in a box
2: it's in a box basically it's a box in a box <laughs> in a in a box in a box in a in a storage unit down the road how
3: big is the box is the box 500 series at the it's... 500 series no it can't be good it wouldn't fit no 600 no, it, series it's it's vast um
2: but I am a big fan of all things 500 series. I'm one of these people who goes, oh, it's available in 500, which is great because why buy another power supply for a thing? Do you know what I mean? If I, rack units are great. I love 19-inch rack units. But if there's a 500 series version of a thing and a, like a, a 2U or 1U rack, I'll always go 500 series because I don't need to buy another power supply. I've already got one in the 500 series chassis. So 500 series for me is, is a big thumbs up and anything that makes my my mastering circuit, my mastering chain, if it gives me, uh, you know, so, some more control, some more tools, some more shaping type stuff, some more bigness in this case, <laughs> I'm all for that. I love okay. the idea of bigness.
1: Okay. So, um... Uh, I mean we've got some cryptically named controls on the front uh, at range and stage which goes from back to front. I'd, I'd, I would like to hear that um, uh, uh, to, to kind of like a cool judgment on it. And then a gigantic great uh, knob that says bigness, which I do like the, direct, <laughs> the directness of it. but this is quite a serious thing. I mean it's, it's borrowing from the, the iron compressor which is a very very serious bit of hardware. Um, Russ, um, thoughts on thoughts on this kind of thing and this one in particular?
3: I'm the opposite, actually. I, I love a bit of 500 series. I used to use it, but I, I didn't. I didn't use it enough, so I sold it all. Uh, but it's not even that. It's just that I I, 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 in a world where most people are listening in mono now, or in, and and this is, and we won't even get to the atmos and spatial stuff. I've, <laughs> I'm, I have to say, you guys with me recently, I've yet to hear a, spa- a spatial audio track that I didn't think was better than the original version. I always go back to the stereo version. Perhaps I'm just getting old, but all the vocals always just seem a bit too well spatial. Mm. It's not they're not. It's not uh, uh, these. Uh, I'm sure that there's genius behind this box, but uh, sort of making things wider has been been around forever, hasn't it? In a sense, and we've used these Hass effects and all these kind of things. But uh, I'm tending to mix much tighter these days, so I wouldn't use it. But I'm sure I'm sure somebody will buy it. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I'm trying to understand: Is it? Do you put it on stereo, or do you put it on instruments and stuff? I don't. If it's double uh, width,
2: I would suggest it, it's for stereo. I would Yeah, suggest what I mean, what two, I mean is, did you put it, it on
3: like a synth here and a guitar, guitar stuff there, or a drum kit? Or would you put it on the whole mix at the I end? I think
1: it's up Ooh. to you, really. But uh yeah. but it's certainly There's for no, stereo rule. there's no rules. Let's remember <laughs> the only the only
3: rule is there's no rules. Yeah. Uh, I've read the manual. It's pretty sparse, actually. Mm-hmm. I've just managed to read the entire manual while James was going through his description of this, so that's how in, in, intently. the... the, the, well, the well, listen, clockwise SPL for make, big. <laughs> yeah, SPL make fantastic stuff, but it's not for me. Fair enough. Okay.
1: Um, the thing that I'd say about it, I've never had any 500 series stuff, but I do like the idea, although it's a little bit wasteful of your uh, of your lunchbox or whatever, you know, um, uh... uh box you're installing them in but i've always found them a little bit small and the idea of double width stuff actually quite appeals to me but uh maybe it's just because the format's not for me what, what do we think james hit miss
2: uh, i'm i'm, I'm erred, erring on the side of hit but obviously i haven't heard it and i haven't used it but i would i would i would like to have some time in a darkened room with with the bigness
3: <laughs> So, it's a, I so it's, a a it's, a, it's a hiss or a mitt then <laughs> is it a hiss
2: no, no, I think I think it's, it's 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 erring on the side of hit. I'd go hit because oh. I'm I'm kind of out there, yeah. black and white and all that.
3: Russ, miss, I, I no, nah, yeah, it's not for me.
1: Oh uh, yeah,
2: okay. I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm gonna go in on this one with a, with, with a miss because of the format five hundred. I've, I've never done it, and there's got to be a reason for that because it's a very attractive way to get hold of some, some hardware. But no, I'm not down with the five hundred stuff. So you know,
3: big thumbs up for the, the, the big control goes up to twenty, doesn't just go to ten, it goes to twenty. So perhaps that's what they mean, but perhaps ten is stereo and twenty is double stereo. Well, this Do one know?
1: only goes up to eleven. It's, to it's like an audio ninety nine,
3: <laughs> isn't it? For those <laughs> who know what a ninety nine is. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay, so uh, we'll we we'll, we'll get away from that. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, and uh, well, Liquid Sonic Cinematic Rooms one point two update, uh, which uh, which introduced. I mean, this the the big thing here was the ducker, wasn't it? The um on uh, the reverb for that kind of dynamic reverb, fill the gaps effect. Um, uh, James, uh, the Cinematic
2: Rooms. Have you? Uh, I, I don't know. Are you a user? Do you use Cinematic Rooms? Uh, I haven't used cinematic rooms, but if it's anything like the rest of the Liquid Sonic stuff, it's going to blow my reverb socks off. Um, reverb socks? I'd
1: yeah, like, my, my perhaps, reverb m- socks. Perhaps,
3: yeah. perhaps Matt should start selling reverb socks. Uh, I, really I, socks. Prefer, I prefer
1: my socks dry,
2: personally.
3: But
1: <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> I'm here all week.
2: <laughs> I'll set them up. You reel them in. Um, I, I love, I love the, I love the simplicity of the UI. But you can really dig in and get very nerdy and very complicated with your reverb requirements. Generally, I don't. I'm very much a preset basher when it comes to reverb. Because my theory is that people who are far more qualified about things like this than I have set them up. And if it sounds nice, I generally go with
1: it. I do. I, I like your approach to your bracast because you've got a hardware bracast or certainly had one yes. you still got that and I, lo- I love it just, so what, what how do you use it I it said it's on um, I don't know what it's set to it's the one I like it's just like
2: yeah perfect <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like my, my drumming, my drums EQ though. My, the EQ for my kit hasn't moved in about two years because the kit hasn't changed. Mm. It's still the same drums and the same drummer and you know, okay, the rooms changed slightly, but that doesn't drastically change what I'm doing to the, the EQ on the, the close mics. Um, it just works, if I, if I get something that works, yes, if it doesn't work, then I'll tweak it, and I, I do find myself changing things from time to time. But if it works for the track that I'm playing, then I kind of leave well alone, because <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. But no, I love the Liquid Sonic stuff, I love the, um, um, was it called Seventh um, Heaven? Because it was trying to, it was a emulation of a Bricasti, and mm. the two are so close. Um cinematic rooms again i love because obviously it's emulating real space and that's that to me is what it's all about putting putting instruments and, and mm. vocalists in a real and a real acoustic space not trying to fake something like a non-linear reverb or anything like that that's not my thing again it has a place but not in not for me russ uh, what, what are you what are you going to do with uh with
1: this well i have to
3: declare an interest because matt's a friend and also a client but i think he's done a fantastic job with this if you've never used ducking on a reverb it's the best thing ever it basically means you can get really huge reverbs mm. but but when the when the thing is present usually the voice then it's lovely and dry you and can then use the minute the voice <laughs> yeah and you, you can you, you can either completely lose the reverb or you can sort of knock it back a bit or you can or any anything in between and then uh yeah, it's 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 just really nice. And putting compressors on reverbs as well. Would it? it's that lovely. be
2: how they produce the the George Michael kind of reverb effect, where you can actually can hear his vocal? Then when you when it when you get an S sound, all you get is this huge. Yeah,
3: whoosh, S. Yeah, I, I, I don't it. know when did there is a when did George Michael die? Was it? Must be. Uh, is it a decade ago yet?
2: Must be. Must be going on that way.
3: Because it must be. Because the reverb tale must it's be ending t- soon. <laughs> 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 but its he had the longest reverbs ever. But no, even if you want those big, massive, splashy George Michael reverbs, the great thing about the Ducker in, in cinematic rooms is you can do it. And, of course, don't forget cinematic rooms is also made for post people. So post people can get space around something, but maintain dialogue, uh, d- d- clarity, which is obviously the, the big thing that people complain about when they go and watch movies or stuff or, or anything. They could use it as an effect on, on, on a piece of Foley or... Uh, something else and it would just give give you a really fantastic uh just a, a lovely reverb they the, the, it gets you that bloom sound so basically you can have a reverb that comes after the main audio which is really cool mm. and it's got gate built in as well so you can do doo, 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 doo. Phil Collins I mean not Eastenders <laughs> <laughs>
2: Somebody push rush down a hill do yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: there's a doo, drummer doo. falling down
3: a staircase <laughs> there's a there's a there's a video actually somewhere i've seen I, I put it on my put it on my social media about a year and a half ago there's a guy who's drunk falls down the stairs and it's just like the yeah. and he, it's exactly the in the air tonight drum part <laughs> anyway. Well, we're thinking about people hurting themselves. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. uh, well, um, I, th- I think we know where we're going with this. But uh, so, so James, you approve? Is it a hit? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and Russ, I mean, I'm not well, I told you, it, you I told him to go, do it, so you? I have to
3: approve of it. Yeah,
1: fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'd, I'd, uh, cinematic rooms is is both my favourite and and most resented reverb plugin actually, just because I've. Uh, because of it I don't use <laughs> I don't use seventh heaven as much as I used to and I used to I used to go this is the best reverb and then cinematic rooms came along I went
3: oh ah, stop it so, <laughs> but yeah, to I be like fair that, they're very different but yeah I get your point yeah,
1: yeah. Um, okay so so um, uh, well I think I think we've got a, a, a round of hits as far as they can go uh, so in that case uh, next one um, okay so you jam have brought out a couple of uh, their kind of like uh, um. Instrument player type products. Uh, they've done Slap, uh, which is a, a, a bass guitar, and uh, and uh, their first keyboard thing, a virtual pianist called Vogue. Um, so. Uh, Strike a pose. Exactly. I'm doing it right now. You just can't see my hands. <laughs> see, so I, I think if you're going to do
2: a, a bass player called Slap, surely you have to be, do a piano player called Tickle. Or Fingers. Oh, they
3: missed that. I don't know. They, oh, <laughs> they <dear>. missed that. <laughs> that's, that's I'm not really sure why they called it Vogue, actually. Of all the things they could have called it, I anyway okay, let's, let's let's continue on <laughs> okay so
1: anyway i mean we're we're familiar with the with the ujam format um, yeah because, yeah it's great ooh, they're, absolutely. They're, they're, they're great okay so in, well i mean russ do you want to start we're, we're kind of rolling two into one here because they've both come out this month
3: i've had a quick play with it and and i, I wrote to pete gorges from the company who started this years ago he was the, the original guy behind wizzu and then air and then uh and then Jam. and uh I was, I was always a massive fan of mini grand. The amount of tracks I sent to publishers who, and people would say to me afterwards, what's the piano on that? And I'd say it's a mini grand. And they'd say, it sounds great. And it is great. That's the point about it. It's just one of those grand gems in the Pro Tools free stuff. And then I think they made it, you could buy it separately as well. Uh, and uh, so this is kind of for me, like mini grand with on steroids. It's got uh, all these parts that you can choose. Uh, and it's, it's really good. Quite a lot of them are busy. I think what I'd miss on it, and because I was, I was checking it, I was comparing it a little bit against Easy Keys the other day. Uh, and they've taken a much more, Easy Keys is much more meat and potatoes in the kind of parts, whereas this is kind of quite flowery in places. So, uh, I think for a lot of people, it's going to be really good. It's much better than that. Who's that idiot on f- every YouTube video you watch? It says, oh, I've made pro-level chords, <laughs> whatever the... <there's> <laughs> a pro, pro, what's a pro-level chord when we use four fingers? It's just ridiculous. Like, these pro-level chords will make you a hit. And for God's sake, grow up. Anyway, so it doesn't have any pro-level chords in it, but it does have fantastic stuff. So, uh, and then, and then, they've got a, like, and Then they've also got they've built in their finishes as well into it as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think for those people who are really, I built this track at the weekend just using these kind of products. So I used Easy Drummer and, and and like Easy Bass and like. There's a lot coming like this now. And if you're a writer, like the things I've always been weak at are drums and bass, uh, and uh, and uh, so I tried the pianos, quite flowery, I think, but still a still a great product. Uh, listen, they do va- they do versions, don't they? I think if it if it had been me, I would have launched the first one with just meat and potato piano parts in it. But that's mm. that's just me. But anyway, that's my view on it.
2: Okay, James. Sorry, not a fan. Okay, uh, I'm I'm not a fan of. And again, this is the traditional recording engineer recordingist in me, rather than the person who wants to sit at home with their headphones on creating beats and loops and songs and stuff like that. I I can sit down quicker with a bass guitar and put in a bass guitar part that I really like rather than faffing around one of these things and go, Oh, if only it just sounded like I wanted it to sound. Um, I'm not a keyboard player and I, I'm a great believer in if you don't do something, get a person in who is.
3: Yeah, but lots of people can't afford that, can they? This is who it's aimed at.
2: I, I know, but, but you were talking to me, so I'm. I would rather have a person be creative than use something like this, which is kind of someone else's creativity with a bit of tweaking that I can do. I, I, I don't get it. I've never understood it. I've never been a great fan. It's like these guitar strummy things and automatic bass players and and drum machine i, I guess i'm an old grumpy old man who's so like my wants, dad I'm a grumpy old man who just wants to do recording and put people in rooms and press record mm. i have that to say my... james,
1: it's it's not like those things it, it is precisely those things so yeah it's fair yeah. enough i think we know where we're going on this frankly <laughs> uh, we might as well stop okay so james hit or miss sorry miss <laughs> fair enough russ
3: to hit from me
1: yeah, fair. Actually, Russ, you didn't mention Slap. I'll mention that one. For, for me, it's it's a mixture. Vogue, I haven't tried, so I should probably abstain. But um, I like Easy Keys, but I am I do wish that they'd expand the, the, the MIDI library a little bit. It just feels a little bit... I know what you mean about it covers the basics, but i just like a little bit more in it, to be honest. Um, uh, my, my problem with
3: Slap is, does anyone, anymore?
1: But, but this is do. this is where I'm going and what I'm gonna say. Okay. Is slap okay, I'm sure right. I'm sure is very good, but it does something that I don't want. And I, I am a bass player and I can't slap because why would I spend time learning to do that? to then never, ever do it in public because I've never been in a situation in any band ever where someone said, I'll tell you what this song needs. needs a bit of slap bass. Yeah, unless a, unless
2: your surname is King. I
3: was going to say,
1: play, unless you're and... doing
3: level 42 covers. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Which, again, I've never been in a band who said, Oh no, let's do a level 40. You know I mean? Or Bootsy <laughs> Collins stuff.
3: The only uh, time
1: it, I, it really came across my radar was sort of in the 90s when Red Hot Chili Peppers were absolutely everywhere and everybody was doing that down thumb flea thing and mm-hmm. wanted to buy a music man. And again, I was just kind of like, I'll, I'll leave you to it, actually. Philly Boots, I don't want that.
2: Flea's so. too busy acting these days than he is to um, be a bass player. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> seen Obi-Wan Kenobi. No, but but flea is one of the main protagonists is that a star wars thing james yeah it is a star wars (laughs) thing i thought i'd just throw it in there just to you know well we've got to have one reference haven't we so (laughs) at
0: least
1: okay excellent so i think we can see where we're going it's um it's uh it's 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 a it's a miss and a hit and then it's one of each from me so that comes out bang in the middle actually
0: the production expert podcast is made possible using source connect now from source elements the free way to record high quality audio over the internet Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN-equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com.
1: Okay, so moving on. uh, Audient Evo 16 audio interface. Um, uh, Russ, you're a fan of this. Tell us why you like this.
3: Uh, I would like, I uh, this is almost the antithesis of what James just said about getting people to do things right, is that like, I think there are parts of the audio, we've got to understand that there's, there are people in this audio industry that are like, have been in it 30, 40 years, they work in big studios, they've got all the gear, they've got their stripes and everything like that. And yet there's a lot of people who want to make music but don't want to become a rocket scientist, which is often what happens, is that the minute we went to like the new version of audio, like the at- home recording thing, we had to both be, be both be the, the writer and the engineer and the producer. So there's a lot of inertia between the idea, and this is a bit like Easy Drummer as well, and then achieving it. And so uh, I didn't get the early Evo boxes. They looked a bit like something that you made at, Maplins, those, you know there's black boxes where you put stuff inside and, and and then that and i'm not being rude when i say that they just looked very sparse but this almost feels like the this is where it was headed to and this latest one i just think a looks gorgeous it's got this really clever display on it which kind of shows when you want it to and doesn't when you don't uh it's amazing audio quality because it's it Audient, uh, and I have to say, I feel like Audient have really come places in the last few years. Do you know what I mean? It's going from 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 building big desks to transitioning to being like a, a main player in the in the audio interface world, and I think is, is 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 a real it's no mean feat to do that in any industry. So I think they just need creds for that, in, 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 if nothing else. But this product in particular, the. Uh, the auto gain I was getting to, really, is that like, go and watch the video, because it's not like you don't, go, you don't go, right, here's channel one, I'll, kick, I'll hit my snare, and then I'll get the, the snare set up, then I'll kick my kick drum and get that. It's not even that. You, you simply start playing your drum kit, for example, which is probably the one which is going to be the most taxing for most people to set gain on, and it sets all the channels up with the right gain. Now that is clever and great. That that kind of anything like that that can make things easier for people in the studio, remove the annoyance of getting their creativity down, I think deserves applause. And I think this looks good. The pricing, have you seen the pricing on it? It's like, what is it? It's uh... Just, just, four, could you just stop stealing every single good
2: thing I have to say about this okay, thing? Okay, sorry, 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 so I don't want to say anything about the price.
3: James, do you have any thoughts on the price?
2: I, do you know you're, you're expecting me to hate this, aren't you? Because it takes away all that all that
3: studio I don't know. tech. Well, you were you, trying, trying to say you don't want to use Google Maps. You'd rather read a book. But no,
2: carry on. No, I I No, what I no, I think what I'm trying to say is I don't want the actual the art of being able to play instruments to go away this is absolutely the one of the best things ever because it stops that whole kind of technical veil getting in the way of making music um from a drummer's point of view i've got eight microphones i set my eight mics into auto gain i hit auto gain i play it does it i then hit record and go that's awesome that's that's truly awesome. No matter how close or far you are away from the
3: microphone, Russ. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm trying to plug a USB cable in and do the podcast at the same time. It's quite a mean feat. Um, I've I've used,
2: reviewed, demoed all of the Evo boxes so far. Yeah, I agree. The early ones did look a bit like someone's bought a what was it called? What was that system called? Yeah, you know those called? black boxes yeah. you
3: could buy from like RS and then put yeah. bits inside. It felt um, like that to me, but. I don't mean to be rude when I say no, that. But they feel good. The quality is good. I mean,
2: hands in the air. I am a bit of an audience fan sat behind a, an ASP um, 8024 console. Um, who knew? Yeah, you need to commit, James. Yeah, I <laughs> know. I'm, I'm so on the fence about these things. Um, the thing I like about it, actually, one of the best things, and, it's, and again, it's one of those things that doesn't get the praise it should. The JFET DI instrument input on these is awesome. Plug a bass in. Don't worry about bass amps or pedals or any of that rubbish. Plug your bass straight in and record. It sounds awesome. The headphone outs are really nice and loud. Again, useful if you're you're thumping tubs. You've got optical in and out, so you you can add um, another 16 channels of Ada Optical if you want to. Smart gain's cool. Um, It's easy to control. It's really easy to see what's going on. The control panel that talks to your D A W into your your interface, your sorry your O S is great, and as both Russ and I nearly alluded to, three hundred ninety nine ninety nine U K pounds for a sixteen channel interface with eight mic prees. Mm. Uh, what's not to love? Yeah, that is cheap, isn't it? My only thing, I haven't used any of this
1: Evo gear, um, and uh, I've got no issue with the. You know, I mean. While I'm not particularly irritated by setting gains on stuff. It's I wouldn't miss it if it went away. It's like you
3: know. Well, that's but, the point. That's the, I'm not saying I can't yeah, do it. I'm yeah. just saying I doubt. Yeah. My why, my, own, my which, only thing is as it? long
1: as it's suitably conservative. Because anyone who set gains on stuff and enough enough different things, depending on who it is and when it is, knows when not to believe somebody's uh, somebody's line check. And it's like, is that, go on, just dig in, play as loud as you're going to play in the track? And they're going, da, da, da. And thinking, no, as soon as we go for a take, you're going to absolutely
3: Oh, yeah, that. we all know the drummer that so, kind of like, just, is it like sound check drumming and then real playing. The person and I was thinking of was
1: actually a guitarist and usually is, but yeah. Well, yeah, but
3: drummers are sort of historically yeah, the worst. But, but totally. Do it's you, like, as, do you as remember long that mixer, concerned?
2: Russ, that you and I played with? that The thing where you could put your, you had a, an image of a stage and then you dragged each instrument in. Um, I can't remember what it's what, called. What was but, that? Do you remember? Do you, um, and you could put line put six on the,
1: made a thing that did
2: that. Yeah, was it a line six? It was desk? a line six desk. It was. You're right. Yeah, line six desk. Um, and I remember that had auto gain, and it was. I'm not going to say totally unusable, but you'd get halfway through a set, and if you had auto gain <laughs> set up, all of a sudden you'd be going boom. You play quietly, and all of a sudden the the, the the snare drum because you were playing side stick, not full out, would just destroy me. Oh no, the mix. no, you need,
1: it needs to be like aperture lock or something. Of like you set yeah. it and then you go, and that's it. Otherwise, it'd be like walking around with you know a, a camera dynamically changing. You know what I mean? That kind it of It was, you know, but but what scary?
3: What I was going to say uh, the the bit I think which would be useful as well because I always thought if you're going to use auto gain, you should record a 32 bit floating point because then it's a win win. Because it doesn't take up that much more juice at the same time, and at the same time, it also means you can uh, you can recover from clipping afterwards.
1: Awesome. Well, let's let's go to the uh, to the hits and misses. Um, uh, Russ, is it a hit?
3: It's a hit from me Excellent. with spades okay, and, James. and like that. yeah. <laughs> what about you?
2: Is a hit from me with, with bells, whistles, and reverb socks on.
3: I, I,
1: can't, I can't argue with that, especially considering it's not expensive. So, yeah, great. Okay, so uh, last one.
2: Sonarworks Sound ID Reference Multi-Channel. Uh, James, thoughts on this? Okay, so we've talked about Trinov and room correction and stuff like that. There's one thing that I think is going to get lost as a byline in the latest version of SonaWorks, this version, the multi-channel version, which is really, really handy for anyone setting up um, particular brands of speakers that have DSP in, but also anyone setting up um, a, let's face it, an Atmos room is, is the phrase. Mm. And it's the ability to export the correctional EQ curves out of Sonarworks and into, um, there's a particular brand, a range of Adam speakers that have a EQ curve input on them. Yeah. And you can input that EQ into other um, Atmos style systems. So that's like the, I'm not sure if the JBL Intonato has it, but certainly other brands of surround capable interface of um What's immersive capable interface that need an EQ input can use this, and it's very very cool.
1: Totally get it. For example, if you're using the uh, SPQ card in the in the matrix or the yep. uh, DAD interfaces, that. Does correction but it doesn't do measurement. So how yes. do you do it? And this is a very a very user friendly way of doing it because yeah, everyone is to so awesome. works. You know, I mean you've got to be you got to be asleep not to figure out how to work that. You know, it really mm-hmm. is that easy.
2: Cool. Okay. Uh, and, and, and for also wherever normally you mention the word Atmos or multi channel or um, immersive audio, people normally put an extra zero on the end. And that's not the case here, which is really handy.
3: Hmm. Fair enough. Or wedding. Yeah, that's also true. If you had an Atmos wedding. That would be really expensive. <laughs> it?
1: Russ, anything to add to what James just said?
3: No, it's just way beyond my pay grade. This stuff. <laughs> Fair it's enough. just, it's just. I like works. They do cool stuff, and as as, as it'd, be, it'd be so easy to gouge people when it's Atmos, but they don't seem to have done it with this. Which is thumbs up for that.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. So um, uh, hits and misses. James, hit or miss? Big hit. Big yeah. hit. Uh, Russ, uh, you're allowed to abstain if you do, if you don't care enough. No, to I'll, <laughs> I'll say hit
3: because I like Sona works. and as I say, cool. they how much more is it price wise?
1: Uh, it's it's four nine nine, I think. Is that right? Okay. Don't quote me on yeah. that because I'm not looking. at How much at the is the real right one?
3: Now. The regular, sorry, the regular stereo kind of thing. Oh no, you got back. me. Um, uh, yeah. I want to say about
2: three ish ish. I'm, I'm I'm clutching numbers out of the thin air. I, I, at this
1: I point. think I'd say um, uh, the prices are available online and check. Them <laughs> yes. Don't listen to clutches. us. Clutches. Do not <laughs> listen it's to us. Clutches. <laughs> yeah. What you're hearing here is the sound of preparation. Anyway, um, so I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a, a hit because basically I just think yeah it's huge. I'm I'm a SonarWorks user. Um, I think it's the current version is great and it's something I didn't used to say about it. because I found it a bit of a pain, frankly. But these days it's brilliant. Doesn't get him away. way does what it's supposed to perfectly if you can do that and it opens up your options for uh, for what you choose to use for Atmos then fantastic because you know it's like some systems work easier than others at the moment and this is going to change that quite a bit so cool. Okay so that's all we've got time for for these ones so we should move along and uh, leave our new products alone and go to find of the week.
0: RSPE Audio Solutions Design, sell and install professional audio and video equipment. Their team are available by phone, live chat, or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio to ensure you can continue to work from home. If there is anything they can do to help, reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com.
1: Okay, so, uh, finds of the week. Uh, Russ, what's yours?
3: Uh... Well, without without sort of like it's uh, it's 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 my it's uh, easy drummer three. That's it.
2: Okay, all right. Well, we've yeah. already spoken about that. So unless you got
1: anything yeah, exactly, else you want yeah. to add, we can probably move on to James. What's yours?
2: Okay, so I I'm um, enjoying getting back to the real world and getting back to trade shows. And this week, I popped along to the Business Design S- Center in Islington, North London, for the podcast show. Why go to a podcast show? Well, you know, these days we're all making multimedia content and all that sort of stuff. I thought it'd be quite interesting. And quite frankly, getting back, back to the real world was really nice and to be out amongst people and stuff. Um, but I did get to see on the Studio Spare's booth the new Rode Podcast Pro version 2, or the Podcast Pro 2, should I say. Um, it's a serious jump from the original one, which I always thought was a little bit of a half baked effort that could have been so much more uh it turns out that they've done so much more with it and made it really cool um very usable thing really nicely built now much more rugged much more kind of the touchscreen is really really good um gone are the days of uh the old euphonics artist control touchscreen which you had to reach for about nine times which you get to do a thing um It's a really nice unit. Really, really cool. Very easy to use and sounds great. The mic pre sound amazing. Um, You'd have to work really hard to break your audio. And again, it's built for people who aren't necessarily audio pros. They just want to get out there and be creative and do their stream or their podcast or whatever. Mm. Great piece of kit.
1: Excellent, okay. Um, mine's mine's nice and cheap this week. Um, uh, I bought uh, a bottle of uh, lemon oil. It was Rotasound lemon <laughs> oil, actually, but uh, that's kind of slightly irrelevant. Basically, I've got a little bottle of oil to clean the fretboards on my guitars because I noticed that they were absolutely minging and I hadn't done it recently for, uh, well, since my last bottle of lemon oil ran out and it absolutely transformed the experience of playing uh, both of the guitars that I cleaned and I've got another one yet to do. It's incredible how much gunk builds up under there and you just don't know and, you,
3: and you, everything smells nice too I'm guessing too well, I
1: mean there, there, there is there is that but yeah lemony absolutely. fresh <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah absolutely it's better than how the studio usually
1: smells anyway uh, that's what we've got time for this week thank you to my guests Russ and James for sharing their thoughts on the new releases in May 2022 we'll be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert podcast